people need to be able to think, speak, and act without self-restraint. As an academic scientist, I have had the privilege of working with prescient giants in the field, such as Dr. Peter McCullough, Dr. Zev Zelenko, Dr. Joseph Ladapo, and Dr. Harvey Reich. This is America Out Loud Talk Radio. Welcome to my Liberty Hour. I am Dr. Paul Alexander. Thank you for joining segment one of the America Out Loud Talk Radio, hosted by Malcolm. Um, this is Dr. Paul Alexander, and you are listening to the America Out Loud, the Dr. Paul Alexander America Out Loud Talk Radio. Um, I would say, well, we call this the Liberty Hour, and uh, it has three segments, and um, this is segment one, and um, I'm going to touch on some topics since the last show that I think is uh, very important, very important for us to consider. Um, I range from political to COVID, um, leaning more towards political now, given COVID is done. You know, I'm a huge supporter of President Trump, and I want that to be remain, to, to be known and to be understood. Uh, the America Out Loud, Out Loud platform is supported, and my talk shows for this uh, Liberty Hour goes to podcast the next day. You can hear it on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora, etc. And um, it's important that you understand also that persons like myself, Dr. McCullough, Dr. Rich, the Bregans, etc., we are we are supported by the wellness company. The owners, Mr. Foster Coulson, and um, I believe Malcolm and they do some work with him also. Um, the truth about it is the wellness company could be found at twc.health, and um, it's a revolutionizing way of tackling healthcare, where healthcare decision making is being put back into the hands of you, the, you the person, giving you back your freedom in decision making. Besides a range of nutraceuticals that the wellness company produces, formulas, um, formulations that could help in diabetes control, healthy heart, spike control where um, the NATO kinase product dissolves the spike protein from virus and vaccine, um, I think the strength of the company is the telehealth aspect where you can get a second opinion, etc. I really take your health back into your own hand. Um, there are a range of products and services available. So right now, you know, we have the debacle with President Trump where every opportunity they can get to file a charge against him, they're doing. And my argument has been simple. Every time that President Trump has to go to some, some courthouse in New York or Miami or anywhere, Georgia, anywhere, He's very exposed. And I believe the deep state and the left is doing this deliberately. I think they understand he's exposed and I think they want him exposed so that he can um, he be in a dangerous situation. I think they actually are trying to get him imprisoned so you can't vote for him as well as um, killed. 
I'll be that blunt with you because I see no reason why a president should be called upon to attend all of these court hearings when we have serious national security, serious security issues in terms of risk to him. So I think he's being exposed deliberately. So it's a very serious matter. I think right now the only person who's capable of uh, delivering America and uh, saving America and fixing the wrongs in Washington is President Trump. None of the characters on deck right now, not one, has the capability to lead America or run America. He has that, that potency, that power, and I, and I want him back on a second term to seek vengeance. I do. Vengeance for what they have done with COVID in his first administration to topple him. So that's what they did. Remember my book, Presidential Takedown. My book is called Presidential Takedown, where Fauci and Burks and the deep state toppled Trump from on the inside. And you can buy that book at Barnes and Noble or um, Amazon. The truth of the matter is that I, I think... Um, Trump needs a second term to finish what he started. And I think he's learned a lot of lessons, and I do believe strongly that he will do good by America. Today, I wanted to talk about what started off as the four horsemen to six, to 10, to 13, to 14, now to 20. It's a substack that I wrote. It's called The 20 Horsemen of the COVID Apocalypse. It's up from 14 horsemen because I added. Dr. Janet Woodcock, who was the, the head of the FDA. Until recently, and has been instrumental in a lot of these vaccines coming, uh, being released by Pfizer and Moderna on the emergency use. Um, many people wrote me and said, you know, you should consider Bill Gates. You should consider Mark Zuckerberg from Facebook. You should consider Dr. Paul Offit. You should consider Jack Dorsey. Um, I think he was the uh, CEO, the head of our Twitter before Elon, I think. Um, you should consider Becerra, who's the present HHS secretary. So we have a list now of 20 scientists and doctors who are career technocrats, who I believe, one by one, they've played a role in the COVID response in terms of the lockdown lunacy, the school closures, the business closures, the harms that resulted in collateral damage. You have Caitlin Carrico. She's number one on my list. There's 20 of them. Carrico has written that she was heavily involved in mRNA technology, that she brought mRNA technology, working with Drew Wiseman and Robert Malone and some others. She said many, hundreds of people. She was, she's on record, I believe, interviewed in the, in the Atlantic, where she claimed that Malone has lied about his contribution to mRNA technology and that he had a very little small negligent part that many other people contributed seriously to it. She said that 
he threatened her when she began to speak out and share his his role and that some of what he was saying was not accurate and disingenuous. She also said that he has claimed that he was like a mentor, teacher, in some capacity, para. But she said she didn't even know him like that. And he was never her mentor or her guidance person, etc. So he's misstating their relationship. So in other words, she painted a very devastating portrait of Malone as somebody who would confabulate and deceive and be very duplicitous and openly lie. And um, she shared an email communication where he told her, basically he threatened her about that. Uh, that what she was saying, it will not end well for her. And that was a very ominous statement. Caitlin Carrico, I think, is someone, as one of the 20 horsemen of the COVID apocalypse. And I'm talking about people that I've put on this list that I say have had an integral role in the COVID devastating situation, from the virus, the release, to the origins, to lab manufacture versus natural spillover, all the way to lockdowns, school closures, business closures, shielding, all the way to mass mandates, every single policy that we know today were flat wrong and failed, that should have never been subjected to citizens because all citizens ended up doing was suffering. We suffered for three years under their boot. Under their boot and they wouldn't stop because they had power. And they took our liberties and our freedoms and they have not given it back. Yet COVID is done. So we have that situation where we need account accountability. And Caitlin Carrico, I believe, is one of the top people that has to be investigated independently and taken into some sort of legal tribunal or forum and asked questions under oath that she would understand that false statements and lies and efforts to deceive the inquiry could result in her imprisonment. She needs to understand that because we need to understand what she did with mRNA technology and what did she know in terms of the vaccine not staying at the injection site that CDC has said that the content of the vaccine would go across the body systemically into your blood supply, cardiovascular system, um, that she knew that. But when, the F, when the CDC was telling us and trying to lie to us so we could take the vaccine thinking it is that safe, when the CDC said it stayed at the election site, injection site in the deltoid muscle, she knew that they were lying, yet she kept silent. We need to know why. We need to know, did the CDC or FDA or elements of the U.S. government threaten her safety or her families for her to keep silent? Because had she spoken out, many people would have not taken the shot. And then by extrapolation, those who took it, who did not take it, then would be alive. Many people have died taking these shots. Second on my list, is someone by the name of, I believe you pronounce it, Uber Sahin, spelled S-A-H-I-N. This guy is the CEO of BioNTech, one of the kind of Pfizer offshoot companies. This guy is also somebody who should have been on this list. So he's the second of 20, where he's been involved with the BioNTech platform 
And that platform and many of the research studies that we have shared has been detrimental and devastating to, uh, to the vaccinated person. So Sahin has to answer again as to what he knew, when he knew it, and why he's been so silent, even when the harms and deaths began to accrue. The third horseman on the COVID ap apocalypse is Bill Gates. I don't think I have much to say about Gates because I believe he's a crook. He's a devious, duplicitous individual. And I believe that because of him, we are facing many of these global societal ills. I mean, when you look at his work, especially prior to COVID and how it impacts on the COVID, you realize that this person has partaken in and partnered in many questionable public health um, debacles in the United States. And, 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 and the lockdowns and the vaccines will go down as two of the greatest. I don't think they will ever be matched. Two of the greatest public health disasters in American history. And I think Bill Gates, I mean, to, to think that somebody who is a dropout, I'm not saying without a university post-secondary education, you can't learn and you can't be advanced or even be bigger than a Bill Gates. But the thing is, here's this dropout trying to school and lecture us about public health involved in all this vaccine making, and he's flashing around money. That's donor money. That's not even his money. So I think something stinks, stunk to high heaven with his involvement. Dr. Janet Woodcock. I believe most of you would know her as a former FDA commissioner. She took over from Stephen Hahn, who was under Trump, who is on this list. And Woodcock had been instrumental in emergency use authorization, the transitional or temporary authorization until the drug or whatever, in this case vaccine, passed the BLA process. So I think once they remain in that BLA, not BLA, in the emergency use domain, then they don't really have to reach the level of BLA. They could remain there as long as the FDA granting them the EAU status. So they can operate, yet not have to get at the same safety standards as if they were presenting data in a final BLA application. Woodcock has been instrumental in a host of these vaccines post-COVID in terms of the regulatory approval from the level of the FDA. She must be investigated as to what she knew, when she knew it, why she didn't investigate, etc. I think it's very, very, uh, it's very important for us to understand that Albert Bula, he's on this list. He's the CEO of Pfizer. And he has called me, McCullough, Grish, Tenenbaum, Oscar, all of us, Ladapo. He said that um, we are bad people and that we are criminals. His exact word in, a, uh, in an interview, he called me, he called McCullough criminals. 
He said, because we are questioning the Pfizer vaccine and we are creating some hesitancy. When the hesitancy has emerged from the general population, especially from parents who have seen that the vaccine is deadly and has killed many people, caused many harms. So when Bula said I was a criminal, I returned fire and I said, Bula is a criminal. Bula and the others in Moderna, etc. I'm going to talk about. But Albert Bula is a devastating, deadly CEO advisor. I think he needs to be dragged in by his hair into the courtroom and question, offered full deference, full fairness, and let him testify as to what he knew, when he knew it, what he did with this mRNA technology to incorporate it into the vaccine. You need him formally trial with proper results first to move forward. Um, there are a lot of other people on this list I want to get to in the next segment. There are a lot of stories I want to talk about too. But let me just close off this segment by reminding you, you're talking to the Dr. Paul Alexander, listening, um, Liberty Hour at America Out Loud. Um, I support the wellness company, TWC.health. You can find me in my sub stack. It's Alexander Space COVID Space News, Alexander COVID News, and it's free. You can uh, subscribe and you will get the update, most updated information possible. Thank you very much for joining segment one. Thank you. For 25 years, Global Healing has proudly produced the highest quality supplements and cleansing programs that are rooted in nature and backed by science. Get 15% off all of our products using code OUTLOUD. Global Healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flu, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. With the rise of independent media, we are now AmericaOutloud.news. For the genius of the United States is not found in its executives or legislatures, nor its ambassadors, authors, colleges, or churches, nor even in its newspapers or inventors. The genius of the United States is we the people. AmericaOutloud.news. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back to the second uh, segment of the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. Uh, you're listening to me on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. And you can find my podcast on Stitcher. Pandora, Spotify, the following day. Uh, as you know, we are bringing to you constantly, uh, we're in an era of work, cancel culture, and we are prevented from speaking the truth to you, the public, 
So the legacy media won't have us, and we need to depend on people like Malcolm, America Out Loud. Look, you know, we're dealing with so much chaos right now in the world, in America, and our problem is how can we survive the next, I would say, year and a half before the presidential election? This presidential election is very important because I think the heart and soul of America is on the line. Every election cycle, we say, this is it, this is it. Especially when we had um, Obama in power. We basically had four election cycles. Um, midterms on the presidential for term one and midterm and presidential term two. And in those four election cycles in the Obama stint, you could see that the American people, after he was elected in December 2008, and he took power in January 2009, immediately you can see, remember Obama had what Trump had in 2016. Obama had the full house. He had the full deck. He had the house, the Senate, and the White House, Obama, just like Trump. But what did Obama do? Obama quickly used the House, the Senate, and the White House to pass Obamacare. I believe it was a midnight hour. I believe it was even Christmas time when no one was looking. Everybody was on vacation. And no Republican voted for Obamacare because they had enough votes in the House and the Senate to pass it, get the bill in front of him to sign into law. Obama could have done a lot of crazy things in his first two years because he had the House and the Senate. But after he passed Obamacare, the public recoiled in horror how they did it secretly, how they included no Republicans, and the devastation of Obamacare on the healthcare system. The healthcare system is worse today than it was devastating before Obama with the insurance industries and their crookedness and the unequitable distribution of healthcare. Not only that, the deficient healthcare that we, we get. I mean, when you get healthcare right now, and I go to the doctor, walk in clinic, or even the family doctor, you ask yourself, am I in, am I in Yemen? Am I in Nigeria? You walk into a doctor's, to the doctor's examination room and just have a desk and a chair. You're not even seeing proper equipment. It doesn't even look. It's like it's like you're on a bus. And what did the American people do? They recoiled in horror and election cycle. So the first midterms in 2010, they started to claw back power from Obama because they realized he was a madman and he was doing everything against America. They took back some of the House and the Senate. In the first presidential in 2012, they gave back Republicans the House and almost the Senate. Obama regained the White House, if you remember, he, he defeated that idiot Romney. What a moron. Then in 2014, the American people gave, um, took back the Senate. So now Obama had no House, no Senate, just the White House. And then by 2016, they voted Democrats out and gave the White House to Trump. And he kept House, Senate, and White House. The difference between Obama's first term and Trump's first two-year term before the midterms was Obama had his speaker then working with him to advance all his crooked America-hating policies, bringing the votes to the floor, whipping the votes, getting the votes to the Senate, getting the approval, signing it. 
Trump didn't have that. Trump had staring in his face as Speaker. Imagine the Speaker of the House with the House in the majority Republican, Paul Ryan, stopped every legislative accomplishment for Trump. It was the most unbelievable thing we've ever seen in history. A sitting president who has all levels of government cannot get any bills through because his existing speaker, Paul Ryan, who belonged to the Republican Party, remember he was from Wisconsin or wherever, he was working against Trump and damaging him. Trump couldn't even get money for the wall, you remember? He had to be thinking about the Army Corps of Engineers, privately funding it, all kinds of madness. He even had Milo, you know, that, that gay um, media guy. I like Milo. I actually like him. Talking about taking his boys down to the, war, to the border and starting a wall. Remember Milo started, he built about three feet of wall with some concrete blocks. I like that. Trump had nothing from Paul Ryan. They damaged Trump's first two years. Nothing. Trump could have only ruled by executive decree, executive orders. Look, the 2024 presidential election is critical. We need to put Trump back in power. Look, whether you like him or not, you don't like the orange skin, you're not lucky with the yellow hair, whatever. You don't like his attitude, his behavior, he's boorish, he crass, he's a player, he used to be a womanizer. Look, the man is 75 now, 74, whatever you want to call him. But he's very healthy, good for his age. I, I met him in, in Bedminster. The guy's a huge, towering man. He's about 6'5". Strong, strong when he shakes his hand. Out of the cast of characters right now, they're a bunch of idiots. They're more, they're like babies. Trump is like their daddy, and they're all babies running around behind him. None of them have any capacity to lead America. Can you consider this Ram Swami guy, whatever you call him, or, or Krispy Kreme? He's eat all the Krispy Kreme donuts across America every morning. Chris Christie, or even DeSantis. DeSantis, who probably had the most gravitas, now has zero. He damaged himself. He was too greedy. Whoever was behind him, pushing him in front of Trump, Trump would have wiped him up. He's not even moving forward in the primaries. But he damaged his... Look, I am not in power, and I wrote this three years ago, DeSantis. Calm your little self down. You are governor of Florida. Cool it right there. You're doing a good job there. Now you even damage your name and your gravitas to Floridians as governor. You've weakened yourself. Trump put you in power. Trump put DeSantis in power. And you're going you're gonna to repay him by running against him. You can just keep your tail quiet. Anoint the guy, help the guy, help deliver Florida to the Electoral College. And he'd give you a nice slate in 2026. Well, 2020, if Trump won 2024, 2028. But no, you didn't want to do that. You're too greedy. Look, I respect the guy, his service in the military. But don't let the record fool you. In the beginning, DeSantis caved on lockdowns and everything. Okay, it is only coming down to the middle to the end when the writing was on the wall because of people like me, 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 and McCullough and Kuldorf, etc. and Bhattacharya. The DeSantis quickly ran to our side. He saw the writing. He knew that the vaccine was a fraud and a fake. 
But he went along with all of it all along until he couldn't anymore. So don't feel, you got to show me somebody who was from day one out of the box. You know, I was in the Trump administration, in the Trump administration, when they were running Operation Warp Speed, and I was writing, hammering Fauci. record is there. The Senate, the, the House Select Committee just released stuff showing Dr. Alexander was punishing Fauci and Burks and they with his madness. They called me crazy. Yeah, everything they said that I wrote was actually the truth today. You know Johnny come lately is DeSantis. Yeah, Johnny come lately. I like you. But you need to listen to us for two years before you jump on our bandwagon. Okay, I'll give you that. Why it is you went after Trump? Today you need to take a cap off, cap in hand, put your tail between your legs, and go and visit Papa. Go and visit him in Mar-a-Lago, Bedminster. Tell him you're sorry. He's a good man. He's a forgiving man. Full of vengeance, but he's forgiven. And now work with him. Work with him, Ron. He might even help you get re-elected as governor. But I don't think he will ever be re-elected as president. Ron DeSantis, you destroyed. You destroyed any future. And you have youth on your side and all of it. You destroyed it. Sorry to say. Anyway, huge praise for India. India just landed some craft on the moon. Since America went there, it's the first time India, as a prior developing country, is pegged right now to overtake China in terms of the largest economy in the world in a matter of two years. China was going to take, overtake America Trump had put us, you see, what y'all don't understand is if Trump didn't come into power at the rate of increase of China's economy, etc., they would have overtaken America by now. Trump put a dent in that and stopped it. It would take decades for China economy to pass America. But put that aside, now India, who is number three, has now gotten to the place where they're going to overtake China. So big props to India today, because they now landed a craft on the moon, something all the other countries talking smack and crap about, and they can't do. Not that easy to send something to the moon. India just did it. Huge, huge praise. Huge praise. We're watching the, the landing craft. They didn't send people on it. Who cares? But if you have enough powerful telescope, one look at the moon, you might see the landing craft there. Right now, pilots saying they're worried in the U.S. because they fear there's not a matter if, but soon. It's booked that major, major disaster is going to happen. Planes going to come down. And they're saying that because of the lack of pilots, because the idiotic airlines, because of what the CDC and the FDA and all of them did, laid off and fired pilots. So now they're strained. They're talking about no pilot planes. Well, they will see who will fly on those. They talk about one pilot planes. They will still see who will fly on those because nobody will. You have more than one pilot for redundancy. Like you have more than one. A plane is designed to fly on one engine. Just like you are designed to live with one kidney. The human body has redundancy in your kidneys. A plane has, every single part of a plane is redundant. There's another version of it somewhere on that plane. Because if there's disaster, it's not like on a boat or in a car that you could survive. If there's a disaster, you will likely die. 
So there must be redundancy. You have more than one engine, yet it can only fly on one. When it needs one, everything is redundant. You must have more than one pilot in case the damn pilot dies before it's sick. We have pilots getting uncapacitated before the plane take off. I've written on my substack. Go to my substack, Alexander COVID News. That's A-L-E-X-A-N-D-E-R with a space, then COVID with a space. But news, Alexander COVID News. I've written about it. Pilots dying whilst the plane is uh, taxiing for takeoff, commercial planes. Pilots dying um, incapacitated cardiac arrest just as the plane lands. We have right now four to five pilots who've died in the cabin. The recent one, the LATAM airline, the LATAM, the pilot said he wasn't feeling too well when he needed to go to the toilet. When he got up and he co-pilot to control, he went to the, 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 the toilet right there by the cockpit and he died. We know what that is. That is vaccine-induced silent myocarditis. You need to understand what you're saying. All of Everyone who has taken a vaccine, an mRNA vaccine, Pfizer, Moderna, etc., double, triple shots, you are at risk of death and you don't understand. In many people, and those are the ones you see dying, people are getting strokes and stuff, people like Jamie Foxx, Ronnie James, all these people. The vaccine, the spike protein, you have to understand what's happening. The spike protein, if it's taken up by the heart cells and the lipid nanoparticles themselves, they are translated in, in the cardiac cells, the parasites, the whatever, myocytes. They are then presented on the surface of those cells, sitting in a transmembrane protein. The immune system, when it sees it, knows it's a foreign protein. The killer lymphocytes attack the spike, dust all of the tissue around the spike. That's why the heart muscle swells. It gets inflamed, it's swelling because it's under attack by the spike protein, by the immune system that's hitting the spike. It wants to destroy the cell because it has expressed proteins on the surface that does not belong there. Remember your immune system, which your natural killer cells, etc., train. It's constantly trying to figure out what is self and what is non-self. Once it decides that you something does not belong to you, it will attack it to death. And that's what is happening here. The spike protein, then also, um, the spike protein is getting untethered from the transmembrane protein in some instances. And then once it gets untethered, it then floats into the bloodstream, the lymph system, etc., and goes all over, taken up into those cells, and, and, and etc. So it's a disastrous effect. Then you have the complement immune system. It's not just the innate immune system. It's not just the acquired adaptive immune system. We also have complement. And once the complement gets involved, it's a devastating series of events. This mRNA vaccine, even the DNA platform, has been devastating, specifically because of the spike protein, the mRNA technology. That's why I've called for Malone, for Carrico, Caitlin Carrico, Robert Malone, Drew Wiseman, Albert Bula, Sahin, Stefan Banslam, these people to be put in a proper legal forum to answer what madness they did. This mRNA technology combined with the lipid nanoparticle platform was always deadly and devastating. They should have done. They knew that all of the studies they ran with the mRNA technology from 
from SARS-1 in 2000 to 2003, all of the animals they ever looked at died. They knew that the mRNA vaccine killed the animals. It killed the ferrets, killed everything. Once the animals were inoculated in the lab and they exposed the animal to the wild-type virus, since 2002 SARS-1, they've been trying. The animals died. We call that antibody-dependent enhancement of infection and antibody-dependent enhancement of disease. We know original antigenic sin will always act. We know that we call antibodies is always to the initial primary exposure. So any future vaccine will not hit the existing strain. We know they have pathogenic priming. We know they have immune fixation and prejudice. We know all of these things. Yet they keep pushing these. Now they're talking about an XBB 1.5 vaccine, knowing that EG5 or BA 2.86 is going to be the dominant strain of the FL subvariant. The vaccine is not going to work. You're going to drive more and more variants. Good fan, the boss was correct. Look, I'm talking about, oh my God, I got sidetracked with India and now the situation. Pilots worried because between the shortage, shortage of pilots, planes not working properly, and now pilots vaccinated, they're not well. These pilots must have troponin tests, the dimer tests, EKGs, chest MRI with gadolinum, to exclude myocarditis because they're dying in the cockpit and will go on three planes will come down with, with thousands of people. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. Welcome back to the third segment of the Dr. Paul Alexander Liberty Hour. Brought to you on your America Out Loud talk radio seg- uh, platform. You know you can find my podcast following me on Spotify, Stitcher, Pandora. Um, you can follow me on my Substack. It's Alexander COVID News. Alexander COVID News. Don't forget my book, Presidential Takedown. Um, you can buy it at Barnes and Noble or Amazon. Presidential Takedown, where I discuss how Fauci and Burks and the deep state work to remove and topple President Trump. Um, if you want to give me any sort of support, because 
scientists like myself, Dr. McCullough, etc., we were cancelled by the um, by the working scene uh, between the governments, academia, research, etc. So we depend on our Substack and and uh, any help we can get. Please, please consider even a dollar will help me. Um, you can find me on Zelle, that's Z-E-L-L-E, uh, if you want to help me financially. And it's uh, the email is sr, that's S is in Sam, R is in Rebecca. So sr7283 at gmail.com. Thank you. And um, I do support the wellness company right now, technically me, McCullough, Rich, Ameling, Marcus, Hopkinson, etc., where we provide technical guidance as this company works to uh, reinvent medical care, particularly putting decision-making back into the hands of, of uh, the patient. So I want to get going again. I was talking about the 20 horsemen of the COVID apocalypse. And you know that historically, what, what I really mean, I'm parodying it to the four horsemen who brought plague, pestilence, famine, and death. I'm making the same analogy where this 20, these public health officials, these technocrats, these scientists, these doctors, these top-level people in American government, science, academia, etc., um, they conspired. They worked together to damage America and damage the world. They worked together to topple President Trump, this 20. I don't think we need to add to this list anymore because it started at about six, and now we are 20, and people keep writing me and calling me, asking me to add this one, add that one. But I think I'm there right now, and um, I'm going through the names. I think I've gotten the first four down. But before I get there again, and these twenties to me have caused the deaths and the harms and the hospitalizations and the pains and the suffering from the fraud, PCR-driven fraud pandemic, overcycled false positive PCR process, where we took 97% of the people out of the population and schools who were not positive. They were false positive. And we know the data today is an over-cycled, over-sensitive PCR test beyond 24 amplifications. Anything over 24 was detecting viral dust fragments, non-culturable, non-infectious, non-lethal virus. So um, that's the issue right now. The issue right now is that um, we have a situation where we've survived three and a half years, those of us. Look, the median age of death in, in January 2020 was 83 years old, three underlying medical conditions for COVID. Advanced age, very sick. Elderly, vulnerable. Age remained the principal risk factor with comorbidities and obesity superseded age. That's one superloaded risk factor that did it. In fact, a 20-year-old, 400-pound morbidly obese individual was at greater risk than the 85-year-old granny with two underlying medical conditions. So anyway, what we, what we are trying to say is that after three and a half years, we've lost liberties, we've lost our freedoms. They've caused these 20 horsemen, and it's not just men, it's comprised of women too. They've caused enough death and destruction that they must be investigated in proper legal forums, proper judges, proper juries, and held accountable if shown that they caused deaths. If they did not cause deaths, we celebrate them. But if they cause deaths, we clean them out financially, 
and we imprison them. And if a judge turns and tells us he or she decides that decided that it rose to the level of capital punishment, meaning placing the death penalty in the debate, I will step back and I will say, go ahead, judge. If you want to impose the death penalty, you go ahead. Because these 20 took lives. I just uh, put something out of my blog. My substack is breaking news. A U.S. Army student at Fort Novosel. I think it was past. It used to be Fort Rucker. Um, I'm not sure of the exact name. But, but I believe... Um, let me see. Um, it was formerly Fort Rucker. That student was a pilot in the Army trainee. He went into cardiac arrest while he was behind the controls in mid-flight. And the pilot, they said, was flying what they call NO, capital N, capital O, capital E, which is short for NAP of the uh, map of the Earth. NAP is a NAP of the Earth is a low-altitude flight used by military aircraft to avoid enemy detection and attack in a high-threat environment. And all of a sudden, he suddenly slumped over the controls. This guy was out for 18 minutes. So I, I'll say it in layman terms. This pilot in the Army was dead for 18 minutes, clinically dead. And, and just a little more, the brain would have died, and then it would have been over. You'd have to call it firm death. But just like how they gave CPR for 12 minutes to Damar Hamlin, that Buffalo NFL player, he was dead on the field. I'm using the words that we should use. You are dead until they paddle you, and give you CPR and defibrillator, etc., and bring you back. And that's what they did here. Second pilot student jumped into action and pulled him off the controls while the instructor pilot took over and was able to safely land the plane. They gave him CPR, um, and the paramedics immediately began life-saving measures. When he was pulled out of the seat. You know, uh, this is a very serious matter because we have been talking about this repeatedly, where we are warning that. Um, I want to get to the uh, I want to get to the 20 horsemen again, go back over this, try and get through the list of the 20 horsemen. But I need to go through this thing again quickly with you. When we say that a plane or two or three commercial airlines will fall from the sky, we're very serious about that. We are trying to say that because of the mRNA vaccine principally and the DNA, DNA platform, but the RNA vaccine particularly, what we're finding is that um, because of the expression of the spike protein, because of the damage the spike protein is doing to the the inner lining of the uh, vessel walls, the capillary walls. We call that the endothelial layer. And there's actually another layer on top of that called the glycocalyx. I believe the glycocalyx wraps the endothelial layer. There are a couple of layers of cells that have important functions, of course. The bottom line is the spike protein attacks uh, the endothelial layer, scrapes at it, causes bleeding, causing clotting, etc. At the same time, when the spike protein migrates, if the cell produces the endothelial cell, it's actually producing spike. Then that spike protein sits on the surface of those cells. 
So it really juts into the flow of the blood. If you could think about it, the inner lining, the inner portion of the, uh, of the vessel, capillary, veins, or arteries, is called the lumen. If the spike protein is being produced on the inner cells of the vessel wall and sits on the membrane, migrates and sits there, it points inwards towards the lumen. So therefore, theoretically, as blood is flowing, it's flowing past the spike protein. Blood is carrying a bunch of stuff with it, you know, clotting factors, oxygen, nutrients, all sorts of stuff, um, uh, including the immune response, the killer lymphocytes, T lymphocytes, that are going to see the spike protein on that membrane and consider it as foreign and will attack it. So there's going to be bleeding, leakage, clotting. We have a condition called DITT, vaccine-induced thrombotic thrombocytopenia purpura. We have all of these issues, paralysis, brain bleeds, aneurysms. We have this issue of dissecting aneurysms. So we have a catastrophic failure. And, and, and whether or not people want to discuss it this way, it's a catastrophic failure. Anyone taking one of these COVID shots today is a madman or madwoman. Because first of all, the virus is so mild. Whatever is out there is mild. It's the mildest. It doesn't even reach the common cold. You don't even get like symptoms. Of course, every day, an 83-year-old with three underlying medical conditions is at risk. They're at risk of anything. If they drink a bad cup of orange juice, they might die. So that's the issue. So the issue is that um, the issue is that we have a serious problem, and uh, this pilot dying raises the problem. We are saying that unless the airline industry, the FAA, rules out silent myocarditis, which is asymptomatic, before the pilots get into the cockpit, we're going to probably have a couple of planes coming down with four, five 500, 800 people that will die innocently. We need the airline industry and the FAA to mandate all of the blood tests, simple, cheap, effective, before the pilot goes into the cockpit, even stewardesses. We're talking about the high-sensitivity troponin test to detect any cardiac damage. We're talking about D-dimers, Pick up the dimers, which will tell you there's clotting. We're talking about EKG, ECG. We're talking about chest MRI, gadolinum contrast, to see the myocarditis, etc. We also seen there was a study Basel, Switzerland, by Mueller et al. that showed us that females are registering about 40% of the myocardial lesions post mRNA Pfizer Moderna shot. Almost 50 50 with males. We used to think it was just males. Young males between 14 to 26, etc. No, 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 no. Parents need to understand your female students are, are kids are at risk too. You need to exclude myocarditis before they take to the field. Look, I don't want to get sidetracked because um, I want to discuss the, um, the balance of the uh, horsemen. So, What I wanted to do is, what I wanted to do is, I wanted to remember. I, I think I told you before. I'm in the Caribbean. I'm attending um, my mother's situation. My mother is not well. Um, I don't want to tell you exactly where I am and what the situation is. But let's say it's not good. And um, so I've come back down here. I've made repeated trips in the last four months. 
and I'm heading back out in a couple of days. Um, I'm going back to Washington. So it's hot. I'm in the, I'm in the porch area. You're hearing ambulances and police cars going down. Trinidad. Oh my God, I didn't even want to tell you where I was, but you probably know if I'm seeing my mother. The island that I'm in is not on narco state. They just found methamphetamine labs. There's gun violence every day and night. It's just a terrible place to live. I would counsel anyone whoever thinks of going to the islands to live or vacate. Go to anywhere but Trinidad and Tobago. Tobago mainly, but you, maybe, but you have to go to Trinidad. Trinidad is a dangerous place today. Dangerous. I, who survived here, am scared at times. I'm scared at night. I'm scared even during the day. We have crooks and criminals today doing home invasions in the day. They're telling you and the police that we don't care. Capturing them on video, they don't care. They'll kill you. When you come outside, they tell you, go back inside, lock the door and go in your bed and lie down, and put on your cover and the air condition. Don't call the police because we'll come back in there and kill you. That's the crime in Trinidad and Tobago today. Trinidad is a narco state. It has ultra-rich people and the vast majority is poor. It's a terrible situation now. That's where I am. Anyway, it's hot. That's why I'm sweating. And uh, <sighs> so I wanted to talk about that situation. Um, I did a, um, I wrote a paper, Substack, uh, that um that showed what we've been saying all along that the lipid nanoparticles the messenger RNA complex uh uh is causing devastating consequences i i published a paper by alami et al that showed in pmg um, that vaccinated individuals were twice as likely all over the world emirates etc the data was bulletproof sturdy robust reproducible cardiac arrest that that when they vaccinated at twice as likely had myocarditis or pericarditis, a serious number relatively unvaccinated. We've had about four to five deaths. There was no, in the no question in the data. Luckily, no there were um, no plane so had crashed yet. Because they were co pilots. So uh, this issue of no pilot plane or one pilot because of the shortage is a disaster. FAA should cut that conversation off now. None. Only allow pilots into the cockpit now if they have cleared. To ensure no myocarditis, no silent myocarditis, no heart injury. And the key, the key is the vaccine status. But the key is if you have myocarditis post shot, you shouldn't have no physical strenuous activity six to eight months because you can die. Not only that, they need to take the troponin test, the dimer test, EKGs, chest MRI to rule out the myocarditis. And if they do have heart inflammation, they need to not enter the cockpit until this is abated. Anyway, um, remember, don't forget, there were two recent participants in the last few days in the Yugal Ironman event, which is the, uh, which is the um, swim, ride, and walk Ironman. And both of them died. They suffer from cardiac arrest. So the question is, why? Was this vaccine induced mRNA again? We are saying that once the heart is scarred from the mRNA vaccine, uh, it causes uh, myocarditis, et cetera. And any strenuous activity on that scarred myocardium, the catecholamines adrenaline that is released puts too much strain on the heart. 
goes into fibrillation and eventually um, ventricular tachycardia, etc. Cardiac arrest, the person can die. That's where this phenomenon of dying in your sleep, dying at dawn, dying on rising, that's a very important issue too because we have partners are being found dead. They die during the night because silently because their heart stopped at cardiac arrest. The other partner didn't know. They were vaccinated and the, the myocarditis was silent. As you rise around 3, 4 in the morning, adrenaline gets released to lift the blood pressure, lift the pulse as you're rising. And um, that puts too much strain on the heart and you can die, cardiac arrest. So that's a very, very serious issue too. I wanted to continue on the um, the, the uh, horsemen, the 20 horsemen of the apocalypse. And I would list them out because I'm...